Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. And you're back. I am back. You timed that ending perfectly. Dude, it's been a year now. Yes, it has. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe, we're on our 56th you, you, episode. I would think I would get the, the hang of that, but oh well, that's why you're the musician. I am I, back. I, I am missed back. you last week. I missed you too. What did you think of the podcast? I missed you oh, too, Oh no, Bob. seriously. Did you listen to it? Yes. I listened to part of it. It was only 20 minutes. Baseball. Baseball. That's how it is. Baseball. Base, 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 baseball. Uh, yeah, I listened. You know, I had a lot going on, so I didn't get to the entire didn't, podcast. Didn't you spend like 40 hours in a plane? It was unbelievable. So what happened? And I actually waited to hear this story so you could see my visceral reaction live. So, yeah. So um, I went to Gaming. I go to Gaming every semester uh, to see the students, meet with faculty and staff, and then also have a board meeting. So... The thought was I was going to fly from Dulles to Zurich to Vienna. Bingo. Baby. Way to go. Nice connection and all that. Right. Uh, so all this kind of, because of COVID, all this kind of stuff you have to do to get into, into Austria, you know, antibody testing. I, I have not been vaccinated, but if you have vaccination, your vaccination card, antibody testing. And, a and negative, you were antibody tested. And it was antibody. Because you had, had COVID, right? Because I had COVID, exactly. And I've still got strong antibodies. And I had a negative PCR test, okay? Okay. So I'm going through Zurich and we go through lovely, lovely little town. Actually flying into there. It was probably the mo the cloudiest I've ever landed in. Like we couldn't see the runway until oh my five seconds before. But anyway, so we go through and the guy at the custom asked for my vaccination. I said, I haven't been vaccinated, uh, but here's my antibodies. And he said, that doesn't matter. I said, I'm sorry. And nobody, nobody had talked about what ought or what uh, Switzerland would require. So bottom line, now you're just you're just I'm connecting. just passing through. Right? You're just I'm just connecting through. I'm just going through customs. I'm going from one gate to another, and right. then flying to Vienna. So they said, "Oh, you can't you can't come in if you don't if you're not vaccinated." I said, "Are you serious?" And and on, on one level, they were being nice. Like they they, they, yeah. they pulled yeah. me off to the side room and they grilled me with all these questions. And and they said, "You know, we're so sorry. This happens probably 50 times a day." But if you're coming from the States and you're flying through Switzerland, you have to be vaccinated. And I said, okay, let me let me just get this right. You will let me go back in the airport and get on a plane to the United States, but you won't let me get back <laughs> in the airport and fly to Vienna. And he says, you know, I know it makes no sense at all. He goes, it was interesting. He said this entire way our country, our government has dealt with COVID makes no sense at all. And isn't this the country that, like, just let people run free and hug each other? Apparently. Like, apparently. Wasn't that the herd immunity no, country? No, I thought that was Sweden. I thought that was Sweden. I get those yeah, two yeah, mixed yeah, up yeah, all yeah. the time. I could see where you might. Right. That, uh, Austria and Australia is another one. Yeah, they're, and they're right next to each other, too, so that's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah so so So, yeah, so I figured once this all got settled, I, I knew that they were going to send me back to the States, so that okay. would be transatlantic flight number two, but that they would hold me in a room somewhere. Oh, no. Okay, you're free. You, you just roamed around the airport. Yeah, went into the cafe, <laughs> had a coffee, you know, bought a little souvenir because you have to have a souvenir for my two hours in Zurich. Right. And then fly back to the States. So I was in Zurich for about two hours and 20 minutes. I just literally got on the plane that I was just on. It took me back. Yeah. Uh, and then in Dulles again, I transferred at about two and a half hours, maybe two hours and 45 minutes, and then flew back straight from Dulles to Vienna. Three transatlantic There's a direct flights. flight from Dulles to Vienna? Yeah. Should have maybe started with that one. Yeah, it's Austrian Air, which is not my favorite airline to deal with. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, that was quite 
So I was in the air for 9, 18, 27 hours. And that's why you didn't get Father Dave on the podcast. <laughs> and that's why I if, might be. I if only we could have figured out a way to podcast you from the well, plane. You, I, I noticed, uh, I can't remember which segment it was. It said, is there Wi-Fi on the plane? I said, he wants to do the podcast <laughs> from the plane. No, I just wanted to know if you could get my messages. Oh, okay. I wasn't okay. thinking of podcasting from the plane, though that, but that wouldn't time, be a bad idea. next time. Yeah, so it was, honestly, it was pretty crazy. It was Yikes. pretty crazy. But it was great to be in Gomming. Um, mm -hmm. We've got a great group of students. It's just interesting they're, they're dealing with COVID there because, uh, you know, countries are changing literally a couple of times a week. The policies and rules change. And the, I, I feel sorry in one sense for the people at the front, you know, when you get off the plane. Cause, what can they do about and, it? And they don't know sometimes. They say, right. you know, it has to be. And then you pull up the web the uh, web page of the country and they go, oh, okay, well. So... And, and, and honestly, I think the students are having an amazing time. By and large, it's not been a, a struggle, but they're just kind of getting tired, you know. So right. if we go to this country, what do I have to do? Then I have to be tested before or, you know, antibodies are fine or, or vaccinations. So it's just, but it was gorgeous. It's a beautiful, beautiful fall. That's great. Um, Vienna and Salzburg and Gomming were all beautiful. And just so great to have the students back out there. No doubt. No doubt. We have 203 students and it's always, it's such a blessing. It was, it was fun. One evening we we're just sitting around in the, in the cartels and, and this is, it's just such a blessing. They were talking, you know, when, when we were in Paris and one person was when we were in Spain and, and when we were and they're not, it's just their life within there. You know, I said, I said to him, sometimes this is why people think you're all rich kids, right? Because, <laughs> but it's just their experience of gomming. And, yeah. and I think that's such a wonderful experience. And, opening their minds and their hearts to allow them to see the world differently. So they're all doing great. And it was awesome. great to be over there and your, your podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. I heard, I heard it was, somebody texted me and they said it was really, really funny. Nice. Yeah. I actually, thank you for those of you that did uh, send texts or emails. I actually got a lot of people that were knew I was flying solo and said, Hey, that was really inspirational. And they were blessed by it. So thank you for all, all oh, my great. friends who reached out and well, said that I did. Okay. Well, great. Maybe I'm not needed, Bob. No, you are. I'm definitely the sidekick. But, you know, like Robin even had his own comic book series. It wasn't popular. <laughs> it was a limited run, but it had some good things. Okay, but you know what? I watched two movies on the flights. Honestly, that's the second and third flight. I was just kind of toast. I couldn't even watch a movie. It was really kind of strange. Uh, but I watched Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Good movie. Really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing I liked about it, it's the, you know, it's the action, but it's also the whole comic thing. Right. You know, her, her sister calls her, tell, calls her a poser and all that kind of thing. So it was fun. <laughs> right. And then I watched The Free Guy. Oh, I loved Free Guy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. it was fun, too. It yeah. was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that one, too. So those were the two movies I liked I Free Guy because it was just a, a one cool story. Interesting. Interesting. It, it clearly wasn't trying to set itself up for a 12-movie no. thing. Like, sometimes you feel like every movie these days is just part one of 18. Yeah, it was a little, I mean, not in a bad way. In fact, I suppose, depending on one's perspective. So the story is there, there's this guy in a video game and he basically comes alive or something right. like that. And, um, but it, in essence, it's be who you are now, yeah. depending on which side you want to look at that, it could be a little, <laughs> but, but I thought it was, it was sweet. It was funny. It was, it was yeah. unique. Yeah. So yeah, it was great. Ryan Reynolds is a, is a fun actor. Yeah. And that gal I'd seen her before she was on killing Eve. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, very different role. I didn't see that one. Killing Eve. It's a no. series. It's a BBS. Is that what it is? Uh, BBC. BBC. <laughs> BBC series. BBC. She's a she's an assassin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So very very different. very different film. Very yeah. different. That's cool. And then I actually, I, I, now that I think about, it, I watched a documentary on a, Apollo Eleven. So it was great. But now, it's great to be home. Did, it's great to be home. Did you watch any baseball?
Um, I did not. I have not seen one second. That's why, God willing, I'm going to be so tired tonight. <laughs> but I really do. I really want to see a few minutes of the game tonight. Yeah. When, it, when the Cubs were playing the Indians, I was in Europe that time, did not see one second of probably the most yeah. influential right. World Series we've had in decades. Uh, some people would argue at that. That Maybe, was quite yeah. a line. Yeah. But some no, of the Cubs so, fans yeah, 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 yeah. certainly say that. Yeah, so not one second. So Wow. Maybe maybe tonight. I might have seen more than you. Cause Did I, you watch Well, some? I accidentally had it on, and I couldn't get to the do TV you know who's quick playing? enough. The, I do now the Atlanta Braves okay. and the Houston Astros. Okay, and who's winning? The ones that didn't cheat. Yes, that's true. Out of yeah. boy, out of yeah, boy. That's, that's, and, that's the narrative I've And what up. do we think that, that some of the people in the media were outraged that Donald Trump was at the game and he was doing the tomahawk? <laughs> chop or whatever it is, but everybody does at the right, games. Exactly. So apparently that's a big issue. In Do the you world care about now. either of those two teams? I remember you had. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of either of them, but Atlanta's in the National League East, and that's you know that's as I've got my little Washington Nationals are National so League East. Go. Yeah, so I'll be rooting for them. And plus, you know, once a cheater, right? Yeah, there is that. There is when that. was that? A couple years ago? Oh yeah. Three, maybe three or four years ago. What do you oh, think maybe about it was more than that? Actually, what now. do you think about bringing steroids back into baseball? I don't know. What What do you mean? No, I don't think they're ultimately, I don't think they're good for baseball. You think they're good for baseball? Dude, like that was when it was fun. Like all the home Would runs and everything. Get There's got to be ways we can legally do this. Get out of here. It works for wrestling. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, and now we're going to do our plug. And I've started a new tradition since you were gone. Uh-huh. I have background music oh, that's for awesome. our uh, I'm really happy about plug. that. Oh, no, that's not it. Wait. I was only gone one week. Nice. I had a lot of time to work on it. And now, Franciscan University's promo. Good. Good. I like that. We should do more of those. Yeah. Hey, I want to acknowledge Trinity Health System, our local Catholic health care provider, for partnering with us, Franciscan University, supporting our barren athletic teams. If you haven't heard, our new synthetic turf field is now called Trinity Health System Field. This is a fully lighted turf field. Oh. <gasps> Does it like light up from the turf? Yep, yep, yep. That's so cool. Below, yeah. Yeah, it's glow in the dark. That serves as the home field for men's and women's lacrosse, soccer, and track and field teams. Trinity Health System Field is also used for community activities, such as a walking track for the general public and an upcoming combine at which area Catholic high school, no, just anybody, which area high school athletes will put their talents on display before college coaches. As we continue to approve our athletic facilities, we are grateful to partner with Trinity Health System and build a field worthy of barren athletics. Nice. That's awesome, Bob. That's... It gives you chills. It does. That is our alma mater. That is our alma mater. That's right. It was written by, you did the second verse and changed it up a little bit. I don't know who did the first verse. Do you know? Uh, I I kind of messed with the whole thing, but the music was somebody. Bon Jovi? Yeah, I think it was. it was. It was John Bon Jovi. Actually, it was his brother, that Alex Bon Jovi. Alex. The lesser known. The lesser known. He actually had a career in, in writing lots of alma maters for Catholic colleges. Uh, it wasn't lucrative. No, but uh, it was cool. But yeah, our our that field is actually very, very, very cool. And it's up on top of the campus. Uh, if you Beautiful haven't been campus there, for a while, views. it's really actually 
There's something about it, the night game. It's very, I don't know, this sounds cheesy, but it's very collegiate. It's, just, right. it's just great. It's I actually just great. haven't been up there at night. I didn't realize it was a Well, actually, field. Wednesday night, uh, our guys are playing in the playoffs. So <gasps> the men's soccer, men's soccer. Oh, that's fantastic. So if, you, if you're free, go. We're NCAA D3, if I'm correct. Does that sound right? Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. Yes, sir. So have you been following the whole situation, the governor's race in Virginia? I'm going to Virginia today. Are you? Well, I'm doing a training for um, the youth ministers in the Diocese of Arlington. He's a good youth minister. Yeah. 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 So uh, a little bit. I think some of it has to do with some school board stuff, right? They've yeah, been well, going crazy over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. That's the one where, uh, is it McAuliffe, the guy that's... The... I get all my actual news from the Babylon Bee, and then I, <laughs> oh read, the, and then I read the news just to <laughs> figure out what out the what joke they're really was. Saying. I do that with music, too. Like, all the popular songs I know are the ones that Weird Al covers, and then I go back and I hear what the original song was. Well, did was. you see the Babylon Bee the other day that was, uh, they were joking that they were going to have baptism boosters? <laughs> that that uh, if your first baptism didn't take, they suggest suggest that you have a booster and it right. give you just a little bit more grace. Yeah. So Amen. I think that, yeah, that, well, that's one of the big debates. And I was just wondering your thought about it is, I think it's McAuliffe, McAuliffe, something like that. That's the Democrat. Terry running. McAuliffe. Yeah. I only recently learned that that was a guy's name because yep. I kept confusing it with the female astronaut. Krista. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Well, he's saying the parents. Who died, right? She was she in did. the uh, challenge. She did. Right. Right. January 23rd, 1986. Yep. Dang, dude. Um, he says that parents don't have any say or something like that about about the parents. But have you been watching any of those debates? I mean, what? how do you get involved? What do you do as a parent? What do you think your responsibility is? Oh, well, I think you have a lot of responsibility. I mean, I'm grateful that, in, at least in this area, we have a wonderful Catholic school, and um, they're very open to parental feedback. And it's a small school, so I feel very connected with what's being taught in the classroom. And I, th I think they do a really great job with it. So, I mean, there's not much I can do from that extent, but I absolutely, were I in that area, it's, it's this weirdness of, you know, schools. I mean, there's so many, there's so many ideologies that want to raise your children for you. And I just feel, I mean, this isn't just schools. This is the TV shows they watch sure. and what's on YouTube. And you're in a constant battle um, to try to help your children have a Catholic worldview. And I, I personally don't think, I mean, it depends on the age, that the solution of that is to put them in a bubble, though that's not that's really not a bad idea. For a certain amount of time. For a certain amount of time, yeah. to be sure. I mean, some of it is as they get older, I think particularly as in the teenage years, you just start helping educate them uh, in about the world around them. Actually, usually they're educating you about yeah. what's going on in the world. But... Yeah, the whole idea of, you know, the state dictating um, what what kids need to learn. I mean, I, I get it in terms of math, science, reading, right. like all those things. Yeah, sure, that, that totally makes sense. But when it starts coming down to ideologies, right. um, you know, redactions of history or, you know, whatever that might be, and then the fact that Parents are trying to get involved, and they get stronger. They're just exactly. I think right? that's one of the main that, issues. That's is, the that's the concern. It's like why? I mean, I know there's crazy people everywhere, and I guess some parents are you know probably over the top with things, but they're. I hate to say they're the customers, quote unquote. But, I mean, it's it's more than that. Like this, this is their kids. Like you right. are serving. You are at service to them. Right. And, and, and on one level, I get it that you've got a really diverse population. Right. So it's like you're never going to make everybody happy, but. 
some of these things are so beyond the pale. It's just ridiculous. Like the whole situation in, in, in if there's somebody from California that's listening, you can correct us if, if this is inaccurate, but the whole um, homosexual, gay, lesbian, transgendered is being taught in the schools there under the bullying policies, not under sex ed, because apparently parents have more say about sex ed. And they said, you know, my kid is not going to be a part of this sexual education course. Yeah. So they put all of that under the bullying um, policies because who right. wants bullying, right? Right. So all that, of these... By the way, but the whole bullying thing actually started with that. Oh, absolutely yeah, it did. Right, absolutely it did. Right. And, and these moms and dads that are saying, I don't want my six-year-old, eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old child exposed to all of that. And, and then they they don't have a choice. They literally yeah. don't have a choice. And that's where, you know, parents, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's funny. I kind of felt that this way this week or when I was flying because you just get so exasperated. And, and until you start like maybe hollering or, or being more expressive, nobody pays attention to you or something like that. And I just, I, I feel so sorry for the parents that they feel helpless. I think yeah. ultimately, and then just like you said, they, on one level, they don't, some parents want to pull their kids out of school or want yeah. to, and which is absolutely fine. Yes. And that's, I think that's a discernment that a family needs. Well, you and you and Jenny have prayed about that and talked about how you're going to do that with your kids. We thought we were going to homeschool our kids and then we had a kid <laughs> and we just realized that, that, um, that, that wasn't a particular charism for, for Jenny or myself. And you should have had me do it. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, gosh. You didn't think about oh, that, did if you? If only we could go back. Yeah, if only if we I could turn back time. time. Another Bon Jovi song. Yeah. Um, she was very talented. Oh, she was. She was. Um, but I think it is a real challenge to uh, stay informed of what your kids are learning at school, what your kids are watching on their phone. It, it The feeling of helplessness is, is very true. Like, it's almost just too much. And meanwhile, uh, many of us have things called jobs, you know, like there's you know, there's other things going on. I, I think it's amazing some families that are really able to devote themselves 24-7 to the educational life of their kids. Um, and then there's others that, that can't or at least don't feel like that that's really uh, a gift that they might be better off. Again, it's a beautiful thing about being in Steubenville, you know. I think had I been in a more liberal ideology yeah. school system where where maybe the Catholic school wasn't faithful or maybe the Catholic school was unaffordable, right. then the conversation about homeschooling would have become a much higher priority. Like, okay, well, what sacrifices might we need to make? But there's also that element of at some point, and this is the challenge I think for every parent, how do I, how do I also get them into the culture? Like to how, engage, right, 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 right. Because this is the world that they're going to live in, and I want, and they need to be protagonists of the gospel of Jesus Christ within their own culture. So, and, they, and let me just point on that, yeah. that 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 is that that's absolutely essential. That, yeah. that the nature of the incarnation is a God who's willing to enter into our mess. Right. That God didn't just look from the outside saying, "Okay, look, work on this, fix that, that," but He enters into it, and that's imperative for us. Is is that if we're bringing going to bring about transformation in the culture, we have got to be able to engage it yes. and bring that about. We can't, we can't isolate. We can't accommodate. We have got to be able to engage, but that's really messy. You it, know, it's and really when, hard. And it's great to talk about that in like an ideal situation. And then I'm looking at the face of my kid and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just a constant prayer because I'm committed to that. I mean, I, I actually think that is a genuinely Catholic perspective. You know, Agreed. even if you think of, you know, we're the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, Rome was the authority that crucified Jesus. Like, this is, 
you know, the church doesn't run away from the fight. It actually goes right into the heart of the problem and brings about conversion. And I think that's the vision for our own culture. But again, when it's your own kid, you're just never quite sure. You know, I, I want them to be innocent. I want them to be pure, uh, pure of heart. I want them to be, you know, wise, all, all these things. But they also have to be able to talk with their friends. And, and you know, one of my, I think I've shared this quote before. I don't have a lot of favorite quotes of the Second Vatican Council, but one of them is from Adjentes, and it talks about how a missionary has to be able to lay bare seeds, the word of God that lie hidden among their fellows. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't just look at a culture and say, that is 100% evil, reject it. The, the challenge of a missionary is finding what is good and appropriating right, right, right. that for the glory of God. Right. But again, that's high flute and talk, and then it's your kid. Right. And um, I mean, all I can say is it's a challenge. All I can say is for the listeners, but pray. That, but, and every kid is different. That's another right, right, thing. Right, every right. time is different. You but know. to that, and, and again, I can't speak to this, but you certainly can. And then the other part is is to make sure you're talking with your kids. Yeah. You know, that and that's it, the most important that part. That it is incumbent that, that you are talking with your kids, that you know what's going on in the classroom, that you know what's going on in school, right. that you know what's going on in their life. And and I get that. that You know what's going on in social media? That's a really hard one. Right. My, my wife is a rock star with that. She has all their accounts, and she's, okay. Okay. She, <laughs> she knows more what's going on at that school than they might. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's just, just, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of a side where I wasn't expecting we'd spend so, so much time. But I think that a lot of people or a lot of parents struggle with that. And yeah, and just back to, I guess, the one of the things that I was thinking of is, is cell phones. You know, yeah, when right. do you, how, again, how do you engage the world? When, when are your kids ready to engage the world? And what does that look like? And, and I think you're right. It's just different with every person and, and every kid. And that's probably really hard for a parent. For kids today... Uh, speaking to an older generation that might be surprised at this, if you have kids, you're not. Um, getting an iPhone or whatever the version of that is, is a far bigger deal than getting a driver's license. Oh, I suppose. Like generations yeah. ago, yeah. it was all about getting was your it? driver's license. You're 16, you can drive, you have freedom. Now it's like, when do I get my iPhone? Because that's the It opens that's up the a ticket. world, right, that's, right. You talk to, I can talk to my friends all the time now. I can visit my friends, quote unquote. I can, mm. you know, and, and that really becomes like, the driver's license this, of this a younger generation. This may not generation. be fair, but is, it, was it like, I, I, I didn't get a car when I was a little bit. When you get a car, you get an iPhone. I mean, which, so they're, they're more concerned about getting their iPhone, I they're suppose. They're way right? more concerned about getting the iPhone because they communicate 24-7 on their iPhone. If they get a car, I mean, they don't, they don't use yeah, yeah, a car yeah, as yeah, much yeah, as yeah, they use their it's iPhone. It's just much more functional. A car yeah. is just to get them somewhere. Right. That's really interesting. You can't watch every episode of The Office on a car. That's really interesting. Maybe you can now. You see those stupid ads of like, you can drive and like they're playing like patty cake in the car and it's like. Yeah, I'm not so, yeah, I, I'm not so sure about these self-driving I've never cars actually, yet. I've never actually been like, man, I really wish my hands could be free right now. Yeah, so yeah, play, yeah. So yeah. I could like do, we will, we Although, will every now and then when you're driving, I remember one time I was talking to my mom and I was, I think I was having a taco from Taco John's, but who, I'm from Taco, Taco Bell. John's. Taco John's was a place in my hometown. <laughs> Did you not have Taco John? No, well, nobody. That's my hometown. Has, nobody has Taco. Well, that's from Durango. That's You're a, all, come on. Careful, careful. Well, Watch I'm just going to say Taco John. Taco John's. Taco Juan. Yeah, Taco, anyway. not, not, Chaco, not Taco Juan. It no, has to be Taco John. So. I don't think so. But Taco Frederick. You're welcome to Taco <laughs> Billy. Um, yeah, so she goes, she goes, you shouldn't be driving and eating at the same time. I go, that's fine. It's just the writing the notes that is the hard time. (laughs) 
She didn't think that was very funny. And I'm totally joking. Those of you, no. so don't, don't, don't worry. Right, or looking at your phone while you're driving over a guitar. Maybe just real, real quick before we go to the last section, uh, is uh, and it was the whole politics thing. And we'll put this up. I'm not sure when this is going to be posted, but um, I, Dr. Dan Kempton, not the podcast, but this video I'm about to talk about. Uh, Dr. Dan, where, where are we going to put it up? And, yeah, on the university website. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Dr. Dan Kempton. we've been called out by many people well, at this point. there's more where that came from. <laughs> Um, Dr. Dan Kempton and I had a, just a really cool, about a 40-minute uh, Zoom interview with Paul Ryan. Oh, The Speaker of the House. Cool. And honestly, it was really the cool. The former Speaker. Right, excuse me, the former Speaker. Right. It was really cool because basically the conversation was in some ways this, you know, mm. how does a Catholic operate in the world of politics right now? Yeah. And it was very informal. He was at his home. He gave us about 40 minutes of his time. That's really generous. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about football, which I actually really appreciated. It's just... Is but, he a Notre Dame fan? Um, no, he's, he's from Wisconsin. Ah. So he's, he's, he's all things Wisconsin. Gotcha. Um, but it was really great. But Is he it, still in politics? I know he's not uh, the speaker anymore. Not a lot. Not a lot. He's, okay. he's doing some consulting. But I asked him about this. I asked him about the upcoming uh, midterm elections next year. And he feels, he thinks it's going to be the, the Democrats are going to have a really hard time because... I mean, he said just some, or we're just talking some of the pictures of, you know, you know grocery stores and the shelves empty. I mean, that's never <laughs> that's a right. good sign for the controlling party. So, right. But I just really appreciated him talking about Catholic doctrine and Catholic understanding and theology and how that impacted him, informed him as a politician. So we'll post that. <laughs> we'll post it. <laughs> so go the to link. the Franciscan University page. But I don't, don't know when that is. I don't know when that'll be. So we'll, we'll give some people point. a heads up here. But that's a good little promo. Another happy promo is really just to thank you for all uh, who donated to our mural, which is No, up. it's not a mural. It's okay. a mosaic. To our mosaic. What's the difference? Mosaic is pieces of stone and colored glass that, that makes the image. Okay. Um, a mural is a painting. Oh, because yeah. Steubenville is the city of murals. murals. Yes, it is. And not we, a city of mosaics. Not a city of mosaics, no. but we have a mosaic. Yes. And, and it's, it's up, it's, apparently. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be covered because we're going to unveil it unveil it in December 10th at our anniversary. But it's I've seen it. I've got it previewed. <gasps> it's really, really beautiful. That's so, awesome. yeah, I want to thank the people uh, who, who donated to it and... It's just going to be something really beautiful addition to the campus. So thank you. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll I was surprised when you said it was done. I was like, I thought you're still raising money for it. But we just kind of did what millennials do, and we just put it on a credit card. Right. We, well, we the decided whole, we're going to do it, yeah. and then we really hope well, somebody the whole process catch took, up to we it. We wanted to have it done by December 10th, and the whole process was probably, you know, by getting bids from different artists. The whole thing was probably nine months that it took to, to get this done. So just like a baby. Just I didn't even think about that. You're such it's a parent. It's a baby made of small pieces of glass. You're so, isn't that the truth? <laughs> You're such a parent. Yeah, so yeah, we really want to thank people for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and uh, well, because you weren't here, we didn't talk about All Saints, All Souls. Yeah, do, Halloween. Halloween. I was actually in Vienna in Halloween. And do people they, dress up in Europe? A little bit, but it was funny because in Gaming, and, and I was there, I lived there maybe 13, 14 years ago, the locals did not want the whole Halloween thing to catch on. So our really? kids would try to do it and they were not interested. But they don't like the skulls and the... Yeah, you know. and just, I don't know. I don't know. Just the thought of, of going from door to door and asking for candy. <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, but there was, I don't, I don't know, very, a small, pre, you would be in Vienna, we're there in the evening. You could tell something was going on, but it was certainly not a dominant thing right. of, of people being dressed up. But how is was that a Halloween? Vienna thing or is that a Europe thing? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. You're more well-traveled than I. Uh, mine was great. You dressed up as? A dinosaur. With? Um, my son, who's also a dinosaur. We got the inflatable uh, dinosaur outfits, 
and uh, he got the kid version. I got the adult version. The kid version is nice because the kid's head like pops out of the dinosaur, which it's looks a little like, weird. Look like it looks, a big Adam's apple. It kind of looks like alien, except not, like there's a human in the dinosaur. Yeah, I saw the picture. It was a little much. But the nice thing about that is he gets to breathe. Um, <laughs> the, the when you're in like the whole thing. I mean, I was in like shorts and a t-shirt because I I demoed it and I realized I'm gonna get hot really quick. Oh my gosh, you! It's just a sweatshop in there, and like, you know, you, the the little plastic thing is fogging up and. How does it stay inflated? It just does? Well, it has like a, a, a tiny little fan. And because it's like sealed, it just, and it, it works lovely. So funny. I mean, it is actually cool. But it's, so how it's long exhausting. did you guys walk around? <laughs> um, we, I made it a couple blocks and then I was like, zip, I'm done. I'm I can't take this anymore. Um, but we went to a friend's house, uh, the Solemns actually, okay. and uh, a few other families just got together. And it was great. The kids had a great time. The parents had a great time. Um, you know, we're just catching up and it was, it was wonderful. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. So this upcoming week, one of my favorite saints, actually, Charles Borromeo. And that's tomorrow. Maybe. Okay. Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sure when. Yeah. yeah. It, it's around there. Cool. He's not a well-known saint. Well, actually a lot of seminaries are named yep. after yep. him, um, because he was one of the pioneering saints after the council of Trent. And one of the things Trent did, it's, it's kind of hard to think this only happened at Trent. Trent was around the uh, 16th century. Um, before that, they didn't have seminaries. There was a very loose <laughs> system of becoming a priest, and it was different. Yeah, that looks all, good. Well, or you know, you'd him. meet your pastor, you'd meet with him for a few months, and then, boom, you're, you're a priest. And so you can imagine there was a lot of confusion in the priesthood, sadly, a lot of corruption. This is what led to the Protestant Reformation, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, some of it. And so what, uh, what occurred and in there Trent— there wasn't any uniformity. That was the real issue. Yep. There, that was the real issue. And even those that were clergy didn't, didn't know the doctrine, mm-hmm. didn't understand it. So some things that Trent did that Borromeo really was the driving force behind, uh, first of all, it came up with a catechism that standardized the church's teaching, and then a seminary system um, that made sure that priests were trained— in this same way everywhere uh, across, you know, the world. Right, right, right. And the world was a little bit, quote-unquote, smaller. Actually, the world then, was exactly the same It was size. the exact same, but metaphorically okay, speaking. Okay. We're really talking about Western culture like Europe and, okay. you know, some of, some of those things. So, um, yeah, a, an incredible man of faith, a humble dude. Um, I just love him. He's, and as a catechist, I just think he's, he's amazing. He's the patron saint of catechists. There you him go. Him and Robert Bellarmine, who's also coming up. Yeah, soon, and so. there's a school in Louisville, right? I think there's a school, Bellarmine in Louisville. Yeah. Catholic school. Yeah. And then, um, oh, you know what else about uh, Borromeo? I do not. Secular Franciscan, third order. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I'm right, surprised he doesn't SFL. get more uh, credit. A little from, bit more love? Yeah, from this community, yeah. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'm yeah. on top of it. Nice. And then also Lateran. Yes. Lateran is, I don't know, early next week. And one of the things I love, so when I lived in, in Europe, I would give tours when we were in Rome. I mean, very simple tours, but we would always go to the four major basilicas and Lateran is actually the oldest and it's the church of the Holy Father. But one of the things that I I reflect on is it also has a really troubled history as far as fires and and being sacked and destroyed. And how old is it? Do you know? Fourth century, I believe. Oh, is that old? Yeah, I think so. I think the the initial, you know, in in that area and and John Lateran and a lot of people may not know this is not a person. <laughs> right. It's an area. So it's St. John's of Lateran. So it's that right. area of Rome. Um, but but I, I find myself reflecting on that the, the Lateran kind of represents the church. 
you know, in, in times of difficulty and more so than St. Peter's. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe because none of them are humble churches, but St. Peter's is just so massive and right. just so huge. St. I mean, Peter's is kind of like the world's church. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, yeah. Yeah. So there's something about ladder and there's a special, uh, uh, I'm just going to blank. Leo the 13th is buried in ladder and I oh, kind of have an affinity of him because some of the things he did with uh, Franciscans, but then also just, I think he had a deep understanding of prophetic in some ways of, of what was going to come forth in the 20th century. And he's oh. going to encourage us to pray this prayer of St. Michael. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there's, he just, wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something about, um, yeah, just the, I don't know, the rhythm of life uh, over history that, that Lateran represents that, that represents the church. You know, she's gone through times of difficulty and struggle. There's never been a time that that is not a part of our story. So right. I think that the church, the building represents that for the church that I think is really beautiful. I mean, it's a thousand years older than uh, St. Peter's, or yeah. at least the Well, there site was other is, churches there right. in St. Peter's as well, right? But, yeah. Amen. Yeah. And then I also love the steps, the holy steps that are right across the street at Lateran that that you, you go up on your knees. Right, yeah. Oh, I've, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I haven't been to Rome very often. I've been to Rome twice, I think. Have you ever, I heard that there's some holy steps in Pittsburgh. Do you know anything about that? Uh, is it called the Incline? No. Good guess, though. So we're we're going to do a pilgrimage to Pittsburgh at the university, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. We're going to go to St. Anthony's Shrine, which has all of the relics. But then also there's a church. It might be St. Patrick's. Um, somebody, I'm sure, will let us know. And there's a, a replica of the Holy Steps. The same custom as you, huh. you grow up on your knees. So okay. I will give you a heads up. Pittsburgh we... is a surprisingly Catholic town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is really, really fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you know... Um, did I ever tell you about why it, it spelled with an H? No. So it originally was a German town. Yeah. And the Irish came in. And, um, you know, as as in that period of history, I think this is like 1902 or 03. Anyway, the Germans were not uh, kind to the Irish. There were many that weren't kind to the Irish. I'm not judging the Germans. It was just life back then. But the one thing is the Irish could do is overpopulate people, and that's exactly what they did. And so once they got the majority, they voted on respelling the name Pittsburgh. It was originally just spelled with a G. That's funny. And I think in 1903, they they voted that it would be spelled, they put an H on the end to make it seem a little bit more Irish. You know, it's funny though. Which is when, just genius. When I'm in Switzerland um, being interrogated by the police. The popo. Yep. Uh, he says, because uh, I had to fill out all this information, he said, you're from Steubenville. He goes, Steubenville. He goes, he goes that's German. That. He goes, that's German. I go, I go, yes, it is. And then I had to put my mother's maiden name, which is Hesburg. And he goes, that's German. I said, yeah, it is. And he says, does your mother have a German passport? If she has a German passport, we might be able to figure out how to. I mean, this guy was really great. I mean, he was trying to do what he could. You're doing right. Yeah, they had this said, massive flowchart yeah, 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 of like, exactly. all right, if they how were we born in a full here? moon, uh, with a t if they're related to somebody, then you yeah. don't have to be vaccinated. Yeah, so it's the nonsense of the world. It in which is. We it's live. nonsense. But, but anyway. Jesus is still Lord, and that's the most important thing. Uh, that you have to imagine. Sometimes he's looking down and being like, "You people, this is ridiculous. You people, yeah." Yeah, well, it's going to be back, and it's a beautiful fall day here, so I don't know where people are and where they're listening to. But I'll tell you, I love the seasons, and uh, walking up to an office this morning with the colors changing, it was just beautiful. So yeah, it's it, good to be home. It's a beautiful time in our baseball. lives. And baseball. Baseball. Wait, baseball. Baseball.
That's pretty good, Bob. Baseball. Baseball. There you go. You don't. People won't even know which one is which. No. So thank you all for listening. Uh, our prayers are with you. Why don't we pray now? All right. Go for it. All right. I have to take off my hat under my headphones. Do I have a dispensation to pray with? No. Ooh, ooh that look. Ooh. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the fall. We thank you for a change of season. And we pray for a change of heart uh, as we go into this month, as we've just celebrated the Feast of All Saints and All Souls. Uh, help us keep our eyes fixed on you, uh, eyes filled with hope. Uh, we particularly pray for anybody who is lonely, uh, anybody who is hurting, anybody who is just carrying a burden beyond what they can bear, that they would feel your grace and your support, that they would get the fellowship of other Christians to help and that you would just reveal yourself as the risen Lord uh, as we continue to celebrate in this month, which culminates in the feast of you being the Lord of the universe, Christ Amen. the King. So help us just keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord God, in all things, and we give you all the glory. May the Lord bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah, you t- and you have a good week. You're part of everybody. Oh, that makes me feel so special. Maybe you can cut some time out to watch the remaining 13 minutes of that 20-minute podcast that I recorded without you. God bless! See, I timed that one well, too. You did. Yeah. You think you've done this before.